Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey there, it's Eric J. Olson. We are live and we have another episode that we are recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. Today I'm joined with, uh, by Andrew Feldstein all the way from Ontario, Canada. Hey, Andrew, what's happening? All good here, except for COVID and a stay-at-home order. Yeah, yeah. how are things there? Are they kind of lifting those orders or... Uh, no, we're in the third wave here, and it's the worst it's been yet. The, you're saying our hospitals are are reaching capacity, and uh, we're actually on the probably the strongest stay-at-home order that we've had in a year. Is that right? Wow. All right. Well, I'm a little bit south of you in uh, Virginia, in the United States, and um, things are starting to get lifted here, which is really interesting. I was I was just at the supermarket, and there were a couple people walking around, no mask on, so people are getting comfortable now. <laughs> well, you don't get that here. Yeah. Well, hey, Andrew, I, I appreciate it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your practice, what you guys do. Well, our practice is exclusively in the area of family law. We're located uh, just outside of Toronto, because uh, I know you said we're in Ontario, and we have offices in Markham, Vaughan, Oakville, and Mississauga, which are cities that surround Toronto. And that's where we practice. And as I said, we're a firm. We're actually, as of tomorrow, we're at 12 lawyers as one of our students is getting her call to the bar. Nice. And uh, as I said before, we do all areas of family law. Now, did, did I screw up when I said Toronto? I think I meant to say Ontario. And You did say Ontario and saying Toronto would be just fine. Uh, here in Canada, we use kilometers and I'm probably about one or two north of Toronto. So <laughs> for all intents and purposes, we are. I was close enough. All right, cool. Well, th thanks for letting me off the hook. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, no problem. Hey, you know, we, we, we started talking about uh, COVID right off the bat and um, you know, how, how it's affecting you right now in, in Canada. Um, how is it affecting your law firm practice? Well, we've certainly had to change in terms of the way we operate our practice. So we have our main office in Markham, which is about eight, eight and a half thousand square feet. And on a daily basis, there's only about six people here so that we have lots of room to socially distance. Uh, a number of our lawyers are working exclusively from home. Uh, for example, I believe one of our lawyers goes to the office in Vaughan every day. We have one in our Oakville office every day. Our Mississauga office sits empty most days. Those lawyers have chosen to to work from home. Uh, there's some work that has to be here done in person. So those of us who have to do that are here in the Markham office, which is our head office. So it certainly changed things. I have associates that I haven't seen in over a year now. It's kind of strange, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it is strange how, you know, uh, back in the day, pre-COVID, uh, you'd see each other you know, three, four, five days a week, and, and now it's been a year. Um, do, do you think that that trend is going to continue after all the lockdowns are over and everything, or do you think it's going to go back to normal? something in between? I think probably in between because I think a lot of people are do things in a different way. I think some people are going to prefer doing their initial consultations over Zoom because they don't want to travel to an office even if it's 10 or 20 minute drive. And other people, they want to be able to physically walk in, see the office of the lawyer they're hiring, look at the person in their eyes, which is different than doing it over Zoom. And I think a lot of people will want to do that. Uh, personally, I know for myself, I prefer going into the office. Uh, I find it much better for my mental health, but I also, there are certain files that just can't be done remotely, even if you're both dealing with things electronically, because the kind of supervision that has to take place in the file has to be done in person. 
And some of the things that are done on files and preparing have to be done in person. I was supposed to have a trial a week ago that we settled and it was going to be done over Zoom, but the client wanted to be here uh, for the trial with us. And I understood that she's an older lady. She's technologically challenged. Uh, and I have many clients that are older that are technologically challenged and they want to come into the office to, to meet. So far, we were only going to allow the client for the trial come into the office. And when I say older, if she's listening, she's not that old, but she's old enough that technology like Zoom doesn't come to her at the snap of the fingers like they do my my kids. Yeah. What, what do you think about uh, the office footprint that you have? You have four offices. Do you think you'll keep all four, expand um, smaller offices in the future? I tend to think I'll keep my offices. I'm hopeful that we'll start using more of the office space because I think I have too much office space in pre-COVID, a good amount of office space for COVID because everybody here has their own private office to work in. Uh, so it makes it very easy for everyone to socially distance when you have 8,000 square feet, six six people physically in the building. Wow. It's very easy. Uh, but And the nice thing is we don't have to use elevators to get in. All of our locations, you can walk right in and either walk up a floor flight of stairs or walk right in on the ground floor to the reception. So in that sense, I think all of our entrances are pretty safe for either a COVID world or a post-COVID world. Nice. That's awesome. Um, we have a question here for you from Adam Williams from LinkedIn, posting this question on LinkedIn. How much of a difference have you seen in divorce cases during this COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I think it's a good question in my experience. And we were talking about this before we started is that we get plenty of calls. The volume of calls for people coming in has actually been fairly consistent. The number of clients that are hiring us, I find has been slightly lower, but they've been larger files than what we had pre-pandemic. So I think those that can afford to go through a divorce will still go through the divorce. Those that can't afford it are either doing it on their own or holding off to when they feel more financially secure to, to do that. And one of the biggest problems we've had, much like I read is going on in the U.S., may not be as bad as it is here, real estate is just astronomically shut, oh, yeah. which then creates the problem that when people are thinking of a divorce, they scratch their head and say, where am I going to move? And that that's not so bad when you have the clients who are living in a 5,000 square foot home and have to take a step down. But what happens to the client who's already in that 1,800 square foot townhome? Because when they sell that 1,800 square foot townhome, there's nowhere for them to move. And they're looking at the reality of now becoming a renter. And for some people, I think that's keeping them in the house as well. Great question, Adam. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, the, the the real estate market here is is just ridiculous. Tons and tons of demand. Uh, what what other are there any other kinds of trends that you've kind of locked in on as far as how it's going to change either the legal industry or or even like your practice area in the future? This could be you know legal trends, financial trends, governmental trends? Well, certainly the governmental trends is we had a very, very backward court system here in Ontario. When I say backwards, I mean in terms of technology. We were doing things basically the exact same way as in 1994 when I became so when you wanted to file things done in person, you had to send a process server to court. When you uh, had to confirm your court appearance, it was done by fax. The rules only provided for service by fax if it was under 16 pages without the consent of the other side, all sorts of things like that. Then there's been a very dramatic pivot now where services by email. In the family law rules, we haven't eliminated service by fax, but in the rules of civil procedure they have, and I hope it follows in the family law rules. So now we're serving everything by email. Uh, court materials are 
are being issued by email. We are able to file our materials electronically for all of our court appearances. Appearances are by Zoom now. So what do I think will change permanently? Certainly the filing system, the ability to serve by email. I think those things, it's a tremendous thing that they've come. They finally came and they should be here to stay. Uh, I think Zoom court appearances will stay, but I think it will stay for certain things. Uh, I was reading in yesterday's uh, paper about some submissions being made at our House of Commons, which is our federal government on this very topic. And do I think trials should take place by Zoom? No, there's always the fear. As I'm talking to you right now, you have no idea if there was somebody standing on the other side of the monitor coaching me on what to say. That's a problem at a trial. But as far as things like motions and some conferences, I think it's an absolutely great idea because I think of the cost savings to a client. In the old way, I would have gone to court and I go quite often to a court in called a city called Newmarket, where they have very busy dockets. And I could arrive there for a 9.30 appearance and get heard at two o'clock in the afternoon. And the client's being billed for all of that and the travel time. Now, instead, if I have a 9.30 appearance, it's at 9.30, or if the judge is too busy, they tell me to log back in at 11 o'clock. Well, I'm not billing the client because I'm at my desk doing work. Yeah, that's fantastic. Very convenient for everybody. Yeah, I know in the past when uh, when I've been involved in anything that has to do with the courts, and uh, my lawyer has volunteered to send one of his junior attorneys down for me, I'm like, yep, send him or her. I don't want to do it. And then the bill comes and it's like, wow, that was that was a long uh, period of waiting around, checking email and whatnot. <laughs> and, and, and it's very expensive for clients. And I recognize that. So now sometimes I think I go argue a motion and my billable time on the motion on the actual argument of the motion is spent arguing the motion. And I may have an hour out there where in the past I would have had five hours. Yeah. So that's a wonderful efficiency cost saving. I think it doesn't do better than having a settlement conference where everybody gathers in the same building at the same time. And the judge tells you to go out in the hallway and continue your discussions and come back in. But I've had some cases where judges have done that with us on Zoom, telling us, go into a breakout room, go talk about it, go get on a conference call and log back in in an hour. And that can work too. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's, that's that's great. I appreciate it. So one of the things that we like to cover here on this podcast, which is viewed by a lot of other managing partners, is, is how people have grown their firms. So, um, you know, first, uh, in the past, how have you, how have you grown your firm? And then, and then what do you think your growth trajectory is for the next year to say five years? Well, I started out in 1994 as a sole practitioner the day after I had my call to the bar. Now I was 25 years old and I, I just posted on Facebook, my original promotional photo back when I had hair. <laughs> I'm trying to look like I was 40. And back then I went on a very uh, heavy advertising, which is different than it was is today. So I started out doing TV guide commercials and uh, double, I did not right at the start, but within a couple of years, I was doing double page ads with the yellow pages and I had the spine on a couple of local books. And uh, at a certain point, probably nearly 2000s, I realized you had to start that pivot into uh, online marketing. And that's how I was successful at landing the domain of separation.ca which for American viewers is the Canadian domain being the .ca. So I think it was a really good name that makes it very easy to market because I can say to people, visit us at separation.ca. You know, it's more memorable than them keeping a business card. But where it's going, I think everybody knows There's uh, it, it's really about Google ads and your SEO and trying to make sure that you're top of mind when your customer, when your potential customers are looking. Where the growth is going to take place, I hope we will continue growing. I 
look at my stats. Um, and one of the problems always as well when you grow is do you have the staff to grow? And that's uh, the other challenge. So this year we're growing. We hired back one of our articling students, which I don't believe that's a term that's common in the U.S., but it's where a someone who graduates law school, they have to come an apprentice for now it's eight months. And after their apprenticeship of eight months, they get their call to the bar, which this young lady is doing tomorrow. And then or Friday, I forget if it's tomorrow or Friday. And then she becomes a lawyer and uh, she's joining the firm uh, to become our 12th lawyer at that time. And every year we usually have two students and we try to grow the firm that way. That's fantastic. So two per year. That's good. Yeah. You, I, I know what you mean by um, it's, it's a supply and demand equation, right? So uh, you have to have the supply of lawyers, right? And uh, legal services and then the demand to go with it. And it's kind of the step function, you know, like one after the other, not not too much of any one side at any given time. You got to make sure it's kind of equal all the way well, up. The, ir- the irony is I always say to the junior lawyers, because they see me looking daily. I, I look every day to see how many consults were booked, how many clients, hired us, which offices were they for? I try to study that on a daily basis. And some of the juniors are surprised to see me doing that. And I tell them, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this business for. I think having a healthy insecurity about landing enough files is very, very important when you're in a transaction business. Because if you're not opening files, at some point, you're going to run out of work. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So you, you mentioned Google ads. You mentioned uh, traditional advertising, which it sounds like you're not doing much of that anymore, like the yellow pages and TV. I don't do any yellow pages or TV anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SEO uh, is a big component for you. Absolutely. I want your website, very nice looking website. Uh, where, where do you think most of your, your new files come from? If you had to kind of like just pick a maybe one, well, two, three. Two places, the website and referrals. I mean... Our website has a very, very large amount of content. And I know from hearing from people, a lot of people use it as a reference site. I've had students tell me it's one of the reference sites in the family law course in various law schools. I've had people tell me they re- they wait for my weekly blog on case law to come out for their reading. So there's a, there's a lot of people who come to that website just to read and read and read. And then you hope at some point, if it's a self-representative person, they decide to reach out. But we have a lot more content than most people do, which makes it easier for, for the SEO. You also have a lot of video. Let's talk about that a little bit. When did you start doing video? I would probably, this is a guess now, but probably about 10 to 12 years ago. I was at, I believe it was an ABA tech conference. And I heard, I think it was, his name was Lee Rosen. He's supposed to be a very well-known family law lawyer in the U.S. in terms of his website. And he was the first one that I saw talking about doing the videos and had a video studio and listening to him speak. I realized, okay, that's something I need to do. And I liked it. And at the time I was able to get way ahead of the curve and I built up a much larger inventory of videos than I think most firms have. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you're, you're, you're coming to us live from your video studio. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So that that's great. You you've dedicated the resources, you dedicated the space to having a place where you can shoot videos, which is fantastic. Now, when I went to your website, I saw quite a few videos. Are you putting all of your videos on your website, or do they go other places as well? Well, they go on our website. They go on our YouTube channel. Uh, I have a monthly show which we call Ask Andrew, where people can come in and and ask questions on Facebook, text, or email to us. So that obviously is on our Facebook page as well as YouTube, and it's well, I guess our website probably links to YouTube, but if you want to watch it, a lot of them, you can come to our website and see them there as well. Very nice. Uh, we have another question here from Adam. This is a technical question. What are some keywords you use to improve your SEO scores? We need to look up Andrew and see if he's a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll start with, I have 
not reviewed that in some time. Uh, the last time we did a makeover of the website, I did a deep dive into it. I can't remember all the words. I know I probably deleted quite a few that our marketing company had because in my experience, some of the words were the ones that generate the work you don't really want. So to anybody yeah. looking at what words they want, they really have to give some thought about it because if you put something in uh, because you're hoping to get calls, sometimes it ends up being a negative. I know we blogged about one case and made one comment in that case that led to us and it was a case about suing a children's aid society that led to getting a whole bunch of cases about suing children's aid society. We don't do that kind of work. We don't want those calls. So we actually took that one down because it was creating too many problems. So you got to be careful with what you're putting out there. Yeah, I completely agree. We've done the same thing here in the past. I've, I've you know, I'm just interested in digital marketing in general. And so I'll have maybe written a, an article on TikTok as an example, put that on our website, but we don't provide TikTok services. So you really have to question like, why are you, why are you putting this on your corporate website? if you don't even sell the thing that you're talking about. If you're just interested and that's your field of study, then you can put it somewhere else, maybe like a personal medium page or something like that. Well, I share my political beliefs on my personal Facebook page. I don't share it on the corporate. There you go. Yeah, excellent. Good example. To me, they're two very different things. Some people may not agree with my politics. Some might. But quite frankly, as a family law lawyer, I think it's irrelevant. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, Andrew, I really appreciate your time. If someone wants to reach out to you and... um, just connect or ask questions or if they have a case for you what's the best way to get in touch with you well our website is separation.ca our phone number is 905-415-1636 if they want to speak to a live person all right fantastic and for everyone else that is watching if you are looking to improve your law firm marketing, take a look at ArrayLaw.com. Uh, we are a digital marketing agency in Virginia. We provide websites, SEO, social media, and online advertising. All right, Andrew, thanks again. Thank you for having me. You got it.